Hey. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'll just quickly introduce myself. My name is Bill Osmond. Uh, I run the platform Studio One, where I interview international artists like yourself and local artists in Toronto. So it's a pleasure to get you on the platform. Um, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Um, just good. before we start, can you just briefly introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Zola. Uh, I'm an artist, a musician based out of San Francisco. Um, yeah, singer-songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So to start, I know you grew up in a French household. So I just want to know what that was like and how that kind of developed the way you were as a person early in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my mom is from France, born and raised. Um, and my dad is from South Africa, so my mom spoke French and my dad spoke English. Um, and she put, I have an older sister, four years older, and she put my sister and I in a, a French immersion school here in San Francisco, um, starting in kindergarten. Um, and I was there all the way up until high school. Um, and so I, I mean, I learned everything in French. Um, I did also have English classes, but everything else was in French. Um, and I only spoke French at home with my mom. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely consider myself a bit more European than American, just culture wise. Yeah. That's just where I grew up and my dad not being American either. Um, definitely feel more European, um, and going to a French school, I, it was mainly, you know, French people from France actually, um, at my school. So definitely way different than going to, you know, an American public school here in, in San Francisco. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a, a different upbringing than I'm sure most people had and definitely a big culture shock when I went to college. Um, so I went to school at the University of Miami in Florida. So yeah. it was definitely very strange for me yeah. my first year. And since um, you were, uh, not to cut you off, since you were in a French household, the music that you were introduced to when you were early on, were there French music that you were listening to, or how was your first introduction to music? Uh, my mom listened to a couple of French artists, uh, but honestly, they they mostly listened to a lot of 80s music, so that's mostly what I grew up on, um, and my dad introduced me to a couple of South African artists. Um, the one that stuck out the most was Black Lady Mombazo. Um, listened to a lot of that growing up, but mostly 80s music is what they listened to. So I grew up listening to a lot of that Joy Division, like on your t-shirt, yeah. um, Depeche Mode. Um, some of my mom's favorite artists are actually not French at all. They're David Bowie and Prince and Bjork. Those are like her probably her three top yeah. ones. Um, so that's mostly the music I, I listened to growing up. And I know... Um... Yeah when it comes to music for a lot of people it becomes some like like a hobby like you really enjoy it, you start liking it do you remember when you started to realize that music wasn't kind of like a hobby and like you really wanted to pursue it do you know do you know i guess around the age or how would you um that? right before going to college um because i went to college for music i studied music business and songwriting um so definitely like probably the summer before going to college i was like well i'm going to be majoring um in music for the next four years so I guess that's that's what I'm gonna do after I graduate um, and also I just didn't really see myself doing anything else because um, it's what I love to do and it's how I express myself and um, yeah I don't really love anything as much as I as I love writing yeah. and, and singing 
that's really that's really unique too because a lot of artists um will go to school for other professions and then around that time they'll be working on their music on the side and it becomes hard to balance both worlds so how was it actually going to school for music i'm sure that must have been amazing to have like the thing that you're studying is the thing you really want to do yeah it was it was awesome i would say that definitely what i what i took out of it were the connections and the network that i made um teaching teaching how to be an artist and and teaching how to do it in the real life isn't isn't something that you learn in school it's something that you learn by doing it um but obviously there's things I took classes like copyright and publishing and kind of like the fundamentals and the legal side of it. I'm glad I went to school for that because I feel like I have a lot of knowledge in it and I have knowledge in things that, you know, a lot of artists can get screwed over by on like the legal side of things, yeah. but going to school for it, you know, it's, it's the network that you build and it's the people that you meet and it's the other musicians that you meet and it's the collaborating with other people. Um, but definitely the real, the real, world of it is you learn it when you're finally in it so that's kind of what I've been learning the past two years since I graduated yeah and a large part too of that when you're pursuing music is the support system um, how was your family um, when you let them know that music really was something that you were pursuing how was the support from them 110% supportive um, they come to all my shows they help me sell my merch um, my mom is definitely my my number one fan and supporter. Um, she will like sell my merch out the back of her car, like after my shows. And I mean, she shares everything on her social media. She's probably more active on social media than I am, honestly. Um, but no, they're they're the best supporters of friends for sure. Yeah. And yeah. when you left school, is that when you started releasing records? And um, if so, um, how were the early records like? When you're really like putting yourself out there. Yeah, I, uh, no, so I actually released an EP when I was, oh, no, I had graduated. So the EP that I put out, um, it's called Everything I Know. It's the first project I put out. I had written all of it in college, um, but I eventually put it out, like, the at the end of the summer after I graduated, um, put it out completely independently, um, and... I mean, you never, I never released anything before except for on SoundCloud. I never released on Spotify or Apple Music or anything like that. So it was definitely a little scary. You don't know, you don't know how yeah. it's going to go, if anything is going to come of it. Um, but honestly, I got all the luck in the world with my first single that I put out, Too Fast, Too Soon. Um, I guess people just really loved it and gravitated towards it. And um, that song is honestly my lucky charm. And it, it set me on a, on a right path and kind of with a good foundation in the social media world and the streaming world. Um, and then I released one single after that and then put out my full EP. And um, you can only ask for so much when you're putting out something independently and you're doing everything yourself. Um, but honestly, it turned out better than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you kind of just got to, you got to trust that your music is good. And if you love it, then honestly that's enough and if you're honest about it and people will gravitate towards that i think and when it comes to releasing music um for a lot of artists there's kind of like this like you can have so much songs and you you kind of get afraid to release records early mm -hmm. early on were you afraid of guests like how the reception would be and or would you just be like i'm just going to release these records and hope for the best how was your mind state 
early on with just, with just releasing records? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, definitely very nervous. Not sure if people would like it. Um, and that's honestly always in the back of my head. If, if people are going to love my music or if people are going to want to listen to it and are going to want to listen to it again. Um, but you kind of got to get over that because that can be a really big mental block. Um, and it's definitely a mental block for me that comes and goes. But I think if you, if you love what you do enough and you're doing it for the right reasons, then that'll, that'll come through. And you just got to know that you're doing this because you love writing music and because you love being an artist, not because, you know, you want a certain number of streams or you want to get a certain popularity, however you want to call it. So if you love what you're doing, I think that's the most important yeah and for me um like i'm 25 and i think i read that you were 23 so i think it's interesting that we sort of live in this like generation of the internet and we release content on the internet and for a lot of artists they start off releasing online and then eventually like go into the real world and perform these songs for you how was the transition into the real world like has performing been something that you get better at each time or was it something that you were I guess, good at, or how is it performing these songs in general? Yeah, I actually kind of did the other way around where I was performing more than releasing music online. Um, So I definitely sucked at performing when I first started out and was just like really bad in front of an audience and like never looked at anyone. Honestly, I still have my eyes closed like the majority of the time that I perform. I didn't get better at that. but I definitely, that's kind of been one of my big focuses um, after graduating was performing more and um, just creating a local fan base here in San Francisco and just playing at, you know, kind of the, the bigger venues of San Francisco and growing that foundation for myself. Um, so I was kind of more focused on that. And I was hoping that, you know, by, by growing my local fan base and by growing like real people who are listening to your music hopefully that would translate on over to the streaming and people who are listening to my music um it just makes me happier when i know that it's like real people who are listening to my music and yeah. people who are into it over and over again adding it to their playlists yeah. um and whatnot so that's kind of the angle that i've taken um yeah, for sure. And speaking of San Francisco, me being from Toronto, can you talk to mm-hmm. me about what it's like living in San Francisco and what the music culture is there and how you navigate by, like you said, like performing at specific venues to keep growing? How is San Francisco as a musician? Yeah, I so I've, I've lived here all my life except for when I was in school for four years. Um, so I love it. It's my home. I honestly am like, I don't think there's anywhere better than San Francisco. Um, Music-wise, I've definitely been, um, you know, exploring it for the past two years. I wasn't really in it when I was in high school just because, you know, music for me was just still a hobby and something that I was doing for fun. So I wasn't really going out and playing at big local venues. I was mostly playing at, like, wine bars and small places like that. But um, after I graduated, I was like, okay, I guess I need need to shift into a higher gear. Um, So one... One group of, of, or not a group, um, I guess they're called Noise Pop, um, and they basically book all of the bigger venues in San Francisco, um, and they do, like, two festivals a year, 
and they're kind of like what generates a lot of the the local music here in san francisco and the local artists yeah um and so i got linked up with them through a friend of mine um right after i graduated and through them you know i've had access to playing some of the coolest venues in san francisco and just like meeting other people and meeting other artists um, and I think that's really important to find, you know, the people who are generating the music scene in the city that you're living in, because then they're going to introduce you to other people. And that's kind of how you're going to build your network. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing to to meet other people and meet other musicians. Um, it's been very helpful, and very important to have that. Yeah, for sure. And going back to the French roots, I know you've released records where you're also singing in French. Um, can, can you talk to me as an artist what it's like um, meshing those two worlds together as an artist? I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so I just started writing in French last year. Um, for the longest time, I had kind of rejected the French language just because I, I grew up with it and that's kind of what I did for most of my life. So when I went to college, I was like, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to be like 100% American, yeah. like not going to speak French that much. Um, but it's kind of after I graduated and when I moved back home, I realized how important it is to have that other side of myself and honestly, like how I could use it in my music and how it'll bring it to another level. Um, so I kind of just started playing around with it, like adding little bits of words and sentences in my music to kind of make it sound cool and mysterious with the French. Um, and I'm just now starting to write full songs and 100% French and it's definitely a, a little harder um, and a little bit harder just because, you know, a lot of my fan base here in San Francisco is they only speak English. So sometimes I fear that playing only French people won't because they don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. They won't necessarily relate to it. So I think it's good to do half and half or just have like little bits of it. Um, but I definitely am trying to, to grow my French fan base. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting. It's been fun. Um, and I realized that, you know, because I am bilingual, my brain thinks in both English and French. So it's kind of this whole other dictionary now that I have to pull from for my songs, um, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. And it's fun to, to, to write in two languages and to mix the two. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's been really fun. <laughs> now, um, I've gotten lucky with a few artists where I've interviewed them while they've been crafting their debut album or they're about to release one, because I mm -hmm. always feel like it's like a special moment for an artist to release their first record. I know you've released a few singles for the album. Um, can you mm -hmm. talk to, can you talk to me about the singles that you released so far and for you personally, what it's going to be like to release a debut album? Yeah. Um, so I've put out three three singles now to date. Um, the first one was Crystal Flores. I released that back in October. Um, and that's the first bilingual song that I put out. So I was very, very excited to put that one out. Um, and I had a music video along with that one that was completely DIY made here in the Bay Area. Um, and that was like, I don't think I'd ever, I'd never released like a full music video before. So that was also pretty exciting and just really great that, you know, I did it all on my own with friends and family. Um, and that one got honestly pretty, pretty good feedback. I was a little worried how people would react to it because yeah. it was very different from the EP that I had previously put out. Um, 
but you know it's a little bit more upbeat it's got like the bossa nova feel to it and the two languages um so i was pretty stoked about that one and then um, my second single that i put out is called telephone um and that's i think one of my favorite songs of the album um and yeah that one has been getting really good feedback as well. Honestly, you can only hope for the best. Yeah. When you're putting out new music, um, I'm always pretty excited about it. And then after, it's kind of up to the public how they feel. But if I'm excited, then I think that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, and then two weeks ago now, or like two and a half weeks ago, I put out my third single called Don't Eat. Um, and that one, I was definitely a little nervous because it was very different. The first two singles that I put out, it was kind of more of my, like, folky, dark genre, um, guitar-based, a little slower. This one was all in English. Um, a little bit more of my, like, sad, dark lyrics as well, which is honestly what I prefer to write. Hmm. Um, and it came out with a gorgeous music video that I did with, um... This woman, Polly Pierce, um, we filmed it last year, and it was one of the most amazing music video experiences I've ever had, and we created something absolutely gorgeous, and I'm very, very excited that it's finally out, and um, it's been getting really good feedback, and people seem to be really liking it, so I'm really, really glad it's out in the world, and that song is also very special to me, just because of the meaning behind it, and, and why I wrote it, um, so I'm glad it's out in the world. And going back with the idea of a debut album, do you, do you look yeah. at it as an introduction to yourself? Or how do you look at the debut album? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a, a new introduction to myself because it's so different from the first EP that I put out. Um, I think it's a really good, a good variety between my like sad, dark things and then a little bit more upbeat stuff. Um, like I say a lot, I don't I don't like to be put in a box, and I don't like to characterize my music as one single genre. I like to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, so I think I think the selection of songs that I have in this project really shows that it shows that I I do more than one thing, but it's still me. Um, so I'm I I'm excited to put it out. I unfortunately don't have a a date for it yet. Um, I think I might putting out a couple more singles before I release the full thing um, but it is finished so it will be coming out hopefully this year <laughs> and on that note too I, I do think we're in this like really cool age where artists have more freedom with having like not really being able to explain what the music actually sounds like like it's kind of like genreless so I do feel <laughs> like we're, we're, we're growing towards that part of the music industry where you can really release wh whichever you want and yeah. additionally, too, with the idea of you saying you've been nervous and like when you release, I think that's it's okay to be nervous. So it, that's another thing to take note as well. So mm -hmm. on the note of releasing records and things like that, usually I would say to an artist, you know, what's the rest of the year looking like for you, you know, upcoming shows and things like that. But with the Corona, you know, messing things up for everybody, how do you see the rest of the year looking for you? Hopefully this thing turns no, out all right. I really don't know. <laughs> um, I California is currently in a, a statewide lockdown. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, show-wise, tour-wise, even session-wise, like, I 
it's just not possible at the moment. Um, so right now I'm just focusing on the single that I just put out and trying to milk that as much as I can and just have get it into as many ears as I can. Um, just trying to sell my merch um, and uh, focus on maybe a fourth single and kind of figure out what I want to do around that and what I can do around that you know, being, being at home and not really being able to go out or, or do much. So I'm definitely, you know, discovering the media and kind of learning how I can use it to my advantage. I definitely don't really like social media that much and have a hard time with it and have a hard time putting myself out there. Yeah. Um, but I think in these coming weeks, I'm, I'm going to have to, and I'm going to have to learn, you know, how to use it to my advantage and, um try to connect with people that way so that'll be interesting um but i definitely hope that the album will be out before the end of the year um i have a good feeling about it <laughs> yeah um for sure but yeah definitely it's definitely very very uncertain <laughs> uh yeah. on a final note which would be a really cool fun note to end on from the time you entered school and you went to music and from <laughs> this time now and you are in your career. What's something that you could, if you wish you can go back and that you can tell yourself of something that you've learned throughout this entire process so far? Um, to not overthink my music too much and not doubt myself so much. I think that's something that gets in my way a lot. Um, I think something that gets in the way of, of a lot of creatives because it is a very independent thing that we do and a very lonely thing that we do because you know for me in any case I I'm a songwriter first and foremost so I like to write on my own and like isolate myself when I'm writing and by doing that it's very easy to get trapped in your own mind and overthink a lot of things so I think yeah definitely don't overthink and, and trust your brain and trust your gut yeah yeah um. <laughs> Again, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to get to have a conversation with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming on to Studio One. And just uh, as a final note, I do agree with you with like social media and not being, not wanting to release like things and being private. I, I've talked to so many artists where we, I feel like we live in this world where we have to like put out content and we have to be so social, but it's okay mm -hmm. to like be comfortable not doing that. So I know, That's given the situation, you probably feel like you have to, but. It's okay um, <laughs> afterwards to go back to like that normal. Yeah, I was, I was actually just texting with my best friend this morning and just asking her, you know, if she's been writing music, how she's been doing with all the social media things and stuff. And she was like, honestly, you just need to not put too much pressure on yourself. You just need to stay healthy and stay sane right now. I think that's the smartest thing to do. And if you feel creative and if anything comes to you, then great. But if not, it's also fine. Um, so those are trying to try to remember that and not put too much pressure on myself to like constantly be on social media. Um, it's hard, but definitely got to keep my brain healthy first and yeah, foremost. For sure. Uh, again, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, fan of your music. Uh, can't wait till you finally come to Toronto for a show and I'll definitely catch it. Yeah. Well, I should be there. So I was supposed to go to Canadian Music Week. Yeah, I was going to mention that, but I didn't know if I wanted to because it's still, but yeah. Yeah, um, but it's so it's been postponed to September. Yeah. So hopefully I'll be there in September and get to meet in person. For sure. Again. Yeah.
Stay healthy, stay sane. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.